0: I tried but it is time again welcome to the movement podcast where we talk about movies video games music and TV this week today we are specializing in the Mandalorian season 2 episode 4 episode 4 Wow the siege Ah, I messed that up but that's where we are at Um, today Joining me, I have my co-host and friend. His name is Jesse. Here he is. Hello, sir.
1: Oh, hello. Good to be with you, Josh.
0: It's good to be with you too, sir. How's uh, how's how's, how's it hanging up up up, in, up north?
1: Hanging well in the north. Not too bad at all. It's uh end of another week and for most people i think next week is short so that's something to be thankful for and yeah mandalorian,
0: so. yeah yeah and you know
1: everyone's happy about
0: the mandalorian right i would think hope. Oh, gosh it was, it was a pretty good episode um we actually have another special guest with us today um he called in on the show uh Last week, and there were some technical difficulties because I still am trying to get used to being a podcaster. Eh, But his name is Ricky. He's right here. How are you doing?
2: Hello. I'm doing good. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for coming back, even though last week was an epic
2: fail on my part.
1: Okay, Josh, (laughs) everybody learns. The only way to get better is to fail and then learn from those mistakes
0: yeah you know you're absolutely right (laughs)
2: um sorry here we are to learn
0: yes yes and i'm so glad that you came back um i'm excited to talk about this week's episode of the show this is like my favorite part of the week right now like i'm i work on fridays too so i'm just like hustling to get out because i want to run home and change into the the Chewbacca outfit and talk about the Mandalorian. God, you're um,
1: such a nerd. God.
0: No. I can't even. <laughs> Whatever, man. It all started on Halloween and That's I just true, decided man. to to run with it, you know, because why not? Jeez. That's um, what
1: Chewbacca would do. Right. Ooh. <laughs>
0: Anyway, like I said, we are The Movement Podcast, uh, where we specialize in movies, videos, games, music, and TV. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and pretty much anywhere you use social media. Just search for Movement Podcast. Um, you can also email us anything at podcast at gmail.com. And visit our website, com for all your latest news and updates for the show um but let's, let's get into this i feel like there's a lot to talk about with this week's episode um like i said it's season two episode four the siege it was directed by carl weathers which is pretty cool i think it was his first this was his first episode directing yeah, I did um, not it know was, that. yeah written by john favreau of course uh, music by ludwig Gorensen, of course And there were a ton of guest stars in this one. Um, The biggest one that comes to mind was Horatio Sands that played uh, Mithril. He was the the blue guy. I
1: could not figure out who that was. Okay, so just (laughs) right away, um, here are some names that I came up with him uh, for him because I couldn't tell who he was. Uh, Space John Candy. (laughs) Um, But then he kind of started acting like Space Newman. So I was like, okay, space <laughs> Newman. But then I tried to think more contemporary. So it's like Space Jonah Hill, maybe. Like he feels like he would be played by Space Jonah Hill. Um, he, and then of course, you know, Trekkie and me said he's just a blue Ferengi, so he doesn't ooh. need a name. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think Space Newman or Space Jonah Hill is what I would go with. But that's cool to know that it's actually Space Horatio Sands.
0: Yeah, I like uh, I like, I like Space Newman. I think that's great because <laughs> you
1: um, can totally picture the mando going space newman <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh goodness um there were a couple other uh, characters that were in it but they're not really that crazy popular you had uh paul lee as captain carson teva kind of reprising his role from episode two and last season katie o'brien was the comms officer um, she is in Black Lightning and Westworld. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much about it as far as popular. Ryan Powers was the alien worker and he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and How I Met Your Mother. But mm. that was about it as far as um, special guests go, I guess. So, so was
1: he in two TV shows where they featured him as a human? And then the next time he got a job, somebody was like, just cover that all up. All of it. not any of it. <laughs> <laughs> like eight pounds of makeup on that guy
0: probably let not have a good
1: agent know.
0: <sighs> you know but, i
2: i feel like alien, that, that like that makes he, a he difference.
1: continues this trend of like like comically bad untrustworthy aliens right like are you talking about an alien, alien yeah the guy that put the, yeah, yeah. Ship, the mechanic yeah. or whatever he kept looking yeah, at yeah. the camera like i'm shifty like i I don't know part of me wonders like is that because it's for kids too like it it probably is right but like i could have done without that
0: i feel like i had to tell myself that a lot this episode that star wars is made for kids yeah um there was a lot of things that i was like oh jesus oh what's what's happening here there
1: was a lot of stuff where i found myself saying that same thing of like i feel like i could have done without that or I don't care about this
2: part. Weird the <laughs> weird,
1: like exactly. no point. Like Except they be- just—it was like being Disney, right? Yep, exactly. It was a very, it was a really good animatronic. Like it, it was very well done as a practical effect. It looked like a practical effect. Um, mm-hmm. But they set up like some kind of story with it. Like when she goes in and she's being like Cara Dune, Aladdin right and she's like I'm gonna steal these apples Abu and Abu's like okay but can I have some too and she's like here you go buddy
2: so yeah. I just
1: it, there was a lot about it that was kind of yeah, yeah we'll talk about it at the end but like overall I'll just preface this whole conversation with I'm not super hot on this episode personally Um, I don't hate it
0: I'm with you I'm with you was, on that for sure
1: yeah it was kind of I guess you would call it filler, right? If you were using the, Uh, the, which again, they should not have in an eight, in an eight episode season.
0: Well, it is, but it isn't filler. I feel like, and we'll get into that. And I just want to, I just want to point out, I want to, I want to say first, this is a spoiler heavy thing that we do. Um, So if you're watching this right now and you haven't seen the newest episode of the Mandalorian, don't, don't watch this. Don't. Just go watch the show and then come back because we'll still be podcasting by the time you get back from watching the show. So, spoiler warning: this is your final warning. Spoiler alert. Okay. All right. There go. Um. So episode opens recap. up. Yeah. I mean, we'll just we just kind of go go on with the little recap. I, I like to do the recaps and then talk about shit as we're doing it. Um. But why? Why was he? Why was he trying to let this kid deal with like electric stuff at the very beginning? Okay,
1: so that was very baby group, right? Like, yes, yes,
0: I that's in my notes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, do the fun thing, be funny. You can't understand me, but you're like super powerful and you might save
2: everybody. It was like R2 D2 working on the ships and then exactly blasting across the room if r2d2
1: had ears it was like But i do what i did really appreciate is that when he got electrocuted he didn't go flying like that yeah at least (laughs) pulled back a little bit on the physical comedy and just had which was really good um he
0: did he did cough up the smoke too which was pretty funny and do that little like
1: (laughs) so i i did write down
0: pretty adorable yeah
1: I, i wrote baby group vibes i'm a little bit surprised actually that they did not take the opportunity to have the child dance to a Jackson Five song. I think it would have fit thematically with the episode. So <laughs> it's just a missed opportunity. Oh, and at some point, we get a hold of this, we should like edit that in, right? Like an animated, like
2: a thing where he's jerking back and forth on the screen because <laughs> it's like a looped footage. And what just about make to... our own animatronic where you just press a button and there's Baby Yoda that does Let's its thing.
1: This is already too much effort. Like, I yeah. can't. That's my problem. Like, I need to be able to license ideas. I, I can't build prototypes.
0: Well, that's and fun. you could you could use some of the scenes from the end of this episode. I know we're going from the beginning to the end, but where they're flying in the ship and he's like got his hands up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that see, that's perfect. There you go. So yeah. one of us yeah. that is not me should do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be me either. Sorry to say, I'm going
1: to no, know it's okay. Uh, it's but. I think we can all agree that it's a pretty good idea.
0: I would definitely agree with that. Um, I did I did enjoy that, kind of. I don't know. It felt kind of forced. This whole episode felt kind of forced with a lot of things. <laughs> um, I feel like... Um, uh, I,
1: the next thing <laughs> I agree with you, 100%. The very next thing I have written in my notes is, I want every spider-face alien to die. Um, <laughs> And thankfully, the show was like, so do we. <laughs> so I really appreciated that because that was not that was one of those aliens that you saw in the old Star Wars where you're like, okay, that makes this a certain level of a little too realistic. Like, I could deal yeah. with being in space. I could deal with space wizards. I could deal with space cars. You're it's talking about the, the Aqualish,
0: I think is what their what their species is called. You're welcome. Aqualish is what it is.
1: Whatever. Yeah. What? Whatever. Like, not (laughs) not at you. Just like, why is that the name? Like, who cares? Anyways, (laughs) I remember as a kid watching Star Wars and being like, oh, the Spider-Face guy is actually kind of scary. Like, I would not want to run into that guy. So as soon as I saw a bunch of them, I was like, I really hope somebody kills all of these (laughs) characters. Right. You know, I don't know if she killed them all, but she did uh, incapacitate all of them and definitely killed a few of them. So that was uh good to see
0: <laughs> and that that was a fun scene i suppose i i did really enjoy the scene too like right before they bring cara dune into it, i really liked mando lifting up his helmet to drink his like soup or whatever and uh the child like being super curious and like really trying hard to like look at his face you know to be like hey man You're like- how why are you are we... so shady yeah
1: <laughs> yeah look man how long we known each other right like yeah it's boy. Oh.
0: <laughs> just show just show me your face man come on it's, if, it's
1: not that bad voiced, whoever voiced carl for aqua Teen should be the voice of baby yoda when he finally speaks like,
2: yeah
1: i think that's the only plausible way that that could be satisfactory when he finally speaks
0: i'd i'd probably have to agree with you on that for sure because if
1: they give him a voice it's gonna suck or it's gonna be just yoda's voice but whatever
0: well whatever i advice. hope they just keep him as a kid forever
1: i i did notice that in this fight scene there was a lot of like um lifting characters over my head because i used to be a wrestler style fighting yeah like, oh, if i spin you around quickly and then shoot you <laughs> like <laughs> yeah
0: and, and and this this scene too was like not as cool as it should have been i feel like you know, yes. I mean, the action scenes up until now have been solid. They've well, they've all been
1: because they took all the time to show you, like in the last time on the Mandalorian, they showed you like <laughs> that collage of her like doing all the st- or the montage of her doing all the stuff, and she's like using that giant machine gun, and she's got all this great training, and she's got like right. pretty, um, relatable cause, and she's you know on the right side and everything, um, and then. They try to give her the saloon scene which is like a classic scene that you get if you're a marshal in a western right right and she's like i'm gonna do this like 1940s western style where i'm just gonna punch everyone a couple of times and call it a a saved (sighs) town
2: like okay yeah
1: like you didn't make any arrests you didn't scare anybody off you didn't like shut down some operation you were just like this room is less people in it now (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i what i mean and that's that's weird too like they just how long has the mandalorian been gone from that well, place and why, like and why
1: does everybody need to be a marshal this season this is the second marshal that we've run into in four episodes like
0: yeah uh, of some outer rim city that nobody cares about anymore
1: so at some point right the crew of bad bounty hunters from the first season will come back and then Mando will have to marshal all his friends who are marshals to go fight them. (laughs) It will be a marshalling of the marshals.
2: Oh my god.
1: I can feel like that's the only reason they would call that many characters a marshal, right? So that at the end he'll do something where he turns to them and goes, marshal. And like seven characters go, Mando. All at the same time. It has to be, oh, Mando and the marshals. That's, they're setting up a, a band, like a, a vocal band.
0: <laughs> What's so, up, Denver? Fortet. We're Mando and the Marshals.
1: <laughs> no, I think of it more of like Barbershop Um, I, did,
0: did you guys notice the IG-11 statue? No. It's very brief, but there's an IG-11 statue in the episode. Um, Yeah, Ka- Cara Dune, this whole, I don't know. She seemed bored to me in this episode or like she wasn't really I mean there was a couple scenes where she seemed like she was having a good time but even this fight scene in the beginning like it just again just seemed so forced like oh okay so I don't wrestling moves okay
1: I I got a couple of things here like four things I don't know how many things it depends on until I get cut off but um she is um To me, like I don't know anything about her. I don't know how much acting class that she's had or anything like that. Um, But you can definitely tell she's used to like a certain kind of show business when she's on the screen. I think, like she's Mm. very good at turning into the camera with that one angle with her hair, where it makes her face look like very model-like and like lit. Yeah. Yeah. And she's good at like posing for scenes, I guess. Um, But I don't feel anything when she speaks like not in a um i don't mean to be like she's bad or anything it's just like i as an actor she doesn't work for me and i think that comes across in this episode repeatedly additionally on top of that i don't necessarily think it's her fault it might just be a bad character that we kind of don't meet like
0: well I would agree with that. I liked in the in the first season though. She had more speaking parts, and you felt a little more empathy for her for the whole like re- what she was the rebellion thing, and like got right. got they, had her whole command get killed or something, and then right. they and tried that like- in this one at the end where they were like, "Oh, weren't you from Alderaan?" And I was just like, "Ugh, really?" <laughs>
1: Here's the thing. Like, her her arc in this episode, like, on top of her arc from the last season, was already satisfactory. <clears throat> like, yeah, she became a selfless person who goes around enforcing the rules in this town that was lawless, and she's helping people out all the time. Like, that's uh, that's good enough for me. That somebody right. who lost everything would just go, you know what, I'm going to give back, and that can be the character. There doesn't need to be, like, but I also really wish I was back on the force. No pun <laughs> um, and like also isn't did you lose anyone the single dumbest question you could ask anyone from alderaan Our biggest like, eye roll ever is that is it like did he did that character do that on purpose to be like hey remember everyone that you know is dead because if yeah. that character's like if that character's trying to manipulate her into rejoining or something then that line makes sense but they didn't really indicate that. They were just like, he wishes that she would join. And then also seems a little stupid. Like,
0: yeah. And like, how do you think, like, what do you think she's going to say? Like, Oh no! Everyone was off planet at the time, and uh, they all survived. We all, our family's on Coruscant, and I go see them every Christmas. Like, what the fuck did you think she was gonna say? Oh, we were Come actually
1: on, around two, so we just <sighs> we heard about it, but we weren't there. Yeah, I, yeah. It, so for me, okay. So for me, I I don't necessarily fault the actress. I guess this is what I'm trying to say because I don't really feel like she was given a whole lot to work with because the character is Poor like just a version, yeah. <clears throat> and the character is just a version of a lot of other Star Wars characters. And that right. being like, yeah, you know, I really want to help but uh, kind of have my own thing going on. It's like, that's that's every character in Star Wars including the Mandalorian. So it's like, right? You need to diversify your character types at some point and give me something that isn't that. And give me something that isn't, let's make the wrestler wrestle people. I, I, and I <laughs> fully understand why they would do that right like i get it but as a a casual fan who's like not that i'm like waiting for the show to disappoint me it's just like every once in a while i get reminded that star wars has some hokey stuff in it that kind of breaks my immersion not that that's not present in other things it's just like i feel like with star wars it's just consistent like they'll be going on this great role and somebody will be like you know, here's our Jar Jar moment or whatever it happens to be. Is that like, is that you guys' version of jumping the
2: shark?
0: (laughs) Kind of. I I feel, I don't know. I feel like you can really tell the rookiness of this episode. You could tell that it was a rookie director in Carl Weathers, someone who hasn't really directed anything ever. You could tell Cara Dune, uh, what's her name? Gina, whatever her name is. Yeah. You can tell she's not much of an actor. You know, she's a she's a fighting actress, like she can right. fight and do that sort of stuff, but
2: well, when it I... comes
0: to being serious and trying to move along on a story base, it just doesn't seem to to work for her.
1: Like when she um, when she threw the the blue guy, Space Newman into cover, like they're trying to run away and get into cover before they get blasted or something when that thing is exploding. And she's mm. like very very awkwardly like picks him up by the shoulders and like moves him across the camera and is like
0: <laughs> Oh, did you did you see her run? And did then you put, see how yeah. awkward it was her running on camera?
1: <laughs> and like I'm not going to fault anybody for that cuz if I had to run on camera it would look stupid as hell. But like
0: yeah, but you could definitely it see it.
1: Just, yeah, and it was one of those things where I'm like, I get like, we don't I don't think there's a lot. Of, is there a lot of people that are like, you know, I really like wrestling, and I would like Star Wars, but it doesn't have any wrestling. In it, so I don't really want to watch it. And then oh, yeah. somebody was like, Well, did you hear who's in the new Mandalorian? And they're like, Oh, shit, now I'm a Star Wars fan. Like, I don't think that's happened. Maybe even more than three times ever. Right?
0: I think some people watched Sasha Banks last week because she's a wrestler, I believe. The um, the so she was girl, like, yeah. the girl that was with Bo Katan, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: I also think the uh, Cara Dune character has a lot of appeal to some of the younger Star Wars fans, maybe the 15, 16 year sixteen-year-old boys.
1: Are we? Oh, you know,
2: that. he's drawing in a lot of them. Where in they're the not so concerned about her acting skills.
1: That's true. That probably makes a lot of sense. I just, I don't know. It's one of those things where in a show called The Mandalorian, it's an interesting choice, and I guess a ballsy choice, to have like 20 minutes of a 48-minute episode not have any Mandalorian in it. Like, he was gone for a minute. And I, I understand that they kind of did that. To me, it kind of makes it work, right? It makes the plausibility of him just showing up with a vastly superior ship kind of work because it's like, oh yeah, he has been gone for a while. He, when he gets here, he better be ready to go. <laughs> like, But to make me spend time with characters that aren't the Mandalorian on a show called the Mandalorian for as long as you did in an episode, as, as long as it is in a season that's as short as it is, feels like an mm. interesting, if not outright incorrect choice for me personally.
0: Yeah. And that that's where the filler part of this comes in because ah uh, I, I again with the side quests, man. Yeah. Like I I think I think I said it last week on the show like we were probably going to head into episode 4 and it was going to be some sort of side quest to get his ship fixed. And lo and behold, right. he lands on Navarro <laughs> and <laughs> I did I right like,
1: that Josh called it. I was like good call Josh, you got it right. Ever. Um, <sighs> it, it, uh, I, I will point out um when he first gets there he like goes to lower the ramp and it stops part of the way And <laughs> that i think goes back to what you were saying last week ricky about it being kind of firefly like everything is broken it doesn't work it's like it also made me think of that scene in rick and morty where he goes check out the slow ramp morty love <laughs> it. <laughs> but it but it stopped halfway, and I was like, "Okay, that makes the Rick and Morty joke even funnier, actually." But um, yeah. I, I also like that he gave the the Predator handshake. Carl Weathers did like that arm grasping yeah, handshake when they first met. I was like, "Oh, that's that's a nice call." But, um, yeah, and I I also thought it was kind of weird that like, well, okay, as far as the side quest goes, I w- I did point out, I wrote down in my notes the quest music. Quest chime, like you've been given a quest played immediately when she goes, Here's a map of the planet. It goes ching The music <laughs> started playing in the background, and I was just like, This is actually just an RPG. This is just somebody playing a really good RPG. Like, oh man, yeah, then hey with it.
0: I, I feel like they, in my notes, I said, I'm surprised there hasn't been a video game made yet, but they don't need to make a video game, right. they could just turn this. Yeah, this is, just watch this with a controller in your hand, and you can act like playing well, it. Like I was it.
1: saying, I think in the week one or two, I think it was week one. It's very Witcher e. Like if you played the <laughs> yeah. third Witcher game, which again I know you haven't, but it feels that way. Where it's like you'd be if they made a game out of it, you wouldn't be able to just like kill random townspeople, right? Because uh, the Mandalorian would do. It. So you'd be role playing as him, not as just some random character because
0: doing right. It
1: um. So it would work well, and you could put constraints on it that would make sense story wise. But, I yeah, I think I agree that I don't think they need it. I did really like that in the uh, the school that Kara Dune built out of uh, gangster bones or whatever it was. Um, yeah, yeah. It had there was a little girl there with Ray's three, uh, bun, knot, hairstyle thing. Oh,
0: I role. I don't know how I didn't notice that. That's interesting.
1: Oh. Well, I, I don't know. How you didn't that. either. How many times did you watch the episode this week, Josh? I only I only watched
0: it twice this week. I only had time for twice. <laughs> I know. Well, I also like wasn't really into this episode.
1: But I mean, that scene was fun because they were. It was like
0: yes. I don't,
1: I don't care about Carl. We- I don't care about the Carl Weathers character or the Gina Carano character, but the Mando and the child are still here, and you know, they're in school. That's pretty funny,
0: <laughs> right? And weird to have school in star wars like what do you teach
1: yeah and it's <laughs> curse it's an interesting it's well it's it's called basic but i'm pretty yeah. sure the writing is called regular um when they it, it, it might be an interesting commentary or it's like they had a chance right here to do an interesting commentary right by having the robot tell one very specific version of history They could have had the robot be like, and then the evil empire was defeated by the glorious rebellion or whatever, you know, so that it's like, okay, look, this is how cultures that are raising their children get to dictate how those children view history. They could have gone ahead and made like a nice commentary with that, but they were not. They were like, here's a robot pointing at a screen and here's the child stealing NECA wafers, which is great, but doesn't really further the story in any way. Other well, I think I want to see him steal those
0: Necco wafers from that kid. So, yeah, that kid was kind of a dick. Yeah, but so, <laughs> No more Necco wafers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think because they're on the outer rim, because the protocol droid was just teaching about like space travel, and yeah, I feel like how to go places. So, I, I feel like on the outer rim and those planets, they don't really get involved with
1: the <laughs> Empire. <laughs> You don't go to college in the Outer Rib. You go to vocational school. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. here's how to work a speeder. Here's how to run a moisture yeah. evaporator. Here's how yep. to become a marshal at any given desert town you feel like. <laughs> uh, Farm. Yeah, they they teach um, the uh, Tusken Raider sign language, which is simultaneously silent and screaming. It's, it's yeah. a good school. I mean, oh, man. Of, of all those hives of scum and villainy it's one of the best schools in the town
0: right and y- ricky you know jump in whenever you want to say anything or you have whatever i jesse and i like to just go on rants, so you know don't yeah. don't feel like you have to be quiet the whole time just just jump in whenever i know sorry
1: <laughs> what, it's just part of how i am <laughs> well i mean you know i just um I didn't have any any more notes until they get to the base. So you guys.
0: Okay. Okay. So, the what did I call those things? The Nilla wafers. Um, Nico, blue Nico? Uh, just blue milk wafers, I guess. <laughs>
1: For real, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> that's probably what they would call it. But uh, well,
1: that's that's what they're setting up.
0: Right. Right. And the, even in my notes, also, that kid was a dick. He deserves to get his blue milk <laughs> wafers forced away.
1: Why wouldn't he share this... with the new kid? Yeah. And like, he kept looking at him like, I might share with you. Maybe I'm going to share. I'm not going to share with you.
0: No, I feel like he kept looking at him like he was suspicious of something. Like, he was like,
1: Oh, was it racism? Like, was it because he was an alien? Maybe. Most of the other kids in the class were humanoid.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Right it's possible since he was so Maybe that- <laughs> much more adorable than any of those other ugly kids in that class. Maybe that's what the jealous. protocol
1: was up there teaching. She was like, we can't have any aliens on this planet. So <laughs> aliens get here, They're going to take your speeder driving jobs. They're going to work on your moisture farms. Like, there's gonna be so nothing kid,
2: left.
1: Yeah, so the child sits down, and that kid is like, They told me he would come.
2: Right? <laughs> so they're force healing. Maybe Yoda, baby Yoda, force poisoned that kid.
1: Oh, he should have. I actually, I was kind of hoping that he would hurt him, right? Like, not because I wanted to see a kid get hurt, but because I wanted baby Yoda to do something bad. Like, yeah, you know, because like, show that he still sucks at boundaries, right? Like, The kids start, like... (laughs) And the teacher's, like, um, um, excuse me. Um, excuse
0: me. Well, he did kind of, like, breach the boundaries, though, because he stole the cookies from him. He took that whole package from him.
1: He He had it later on in the episode. If I can tell, the theme of this episode seems to be that it's okay to steal as long as you're justified. So, because he steals... (laughs) Well, he steals that. Um, they go to steal. Well, they were going to steal some weapons from the base, but instead. That's
2: kind of uh, a major theme
1: for Star Wars, though, is, isn't it? They steal.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: for sure. That's a very good point.
2: Yeah. yeah. Pillage. Pillage yeah. everything. Plans for you can take from them. Are... Because they're yeah. bad. So take from them. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly.
1: And it's, again, it's all about a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah so like, yeah. it's
1: I, I don't know man like he steals that uh, they steal that truck you know because they have to
2: um,
1: yep. it's just there's some stuff I mean it's there's some stuff in, in this episode that gets stolen I really thought that um, Carl Weathers had stolen a vape pen when he was like here take this again oh yeah <laughs> and like, the
0: like what? lock thing that they use later
1: I was like, <laughs> when, why are you stealing a vape pen like I mean I know why you're stealing a vape, but like why would they put that in the show? (laughs) Like Um But you know, and then and then they didn't. So that was good. Um I I did call the falling stormtrooper. I mean that was that was telegraphed like a mile away, right? Like Mm -hmm. he flew up and they're trying to unlock the door and Space Newman is like Do you know
2: how difficult this is to do this without my glasses?
1: And then the storm trooper hits the ground. It was pretty good. I, I'm glad that they let me have that they let me call something for once because last time I tried to call something, it was a wampa and then it turned out to be that giant, uh, uh hanging spider, spider thing.
0: thing. Yeah, and I the- said wampa too when he was walking in there. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be a wampa. And then it was that frog lady with her eggs and I was like, that's not a wampa. And then it turned into a spider. But yeah, um, I did want to point out immediately when, when Mando. Uh, lands on the planet and they assign uh, the aliens to fix a ship and the red alien looks back like immediately it's in my notes evil red alien doing evil red alien things like of course the Empire has spies there like why it's just so obvious
1: it's like taking the Falcon from Imperial occupied Cloud City and then being surprised that it was sabotaged like, yeah. also does the empire just oh, corner the market on bribing mechanics like is <laughs> What's part of the training like when you become a moth they're like look man I think you're ready to for moffery, but it's for, <laughs> or, or probably ship, right like you're this close to mothship but the yeah. thing is you haven't bribed a single evil mechanic in like an eight year career here so what did no, you, you catch know? up? You're like, do you do you know what it is to be imperial? <laughs> so, it, but again, it was one of those things where I'm like, they must have telegraphed it, right? Because part of their audience is children, which is okay. It's just that I don't need it, and therefore I'm upset with it. Here's the here's my overall thing. Okay, i will just be my my very overarching view yes. of this, the thirty thousand foot view. I hate that term. I'm sorry. My thing about this episode is that it's a really good lore dump episode. Right? Like, you actually get a lot of lore in this episode, um, which we'll cover once they get to the base. There's a lot of spoilery lore type stuff that we can talk about. But they give you a lot of that really good juice. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's really good. But to get there, they make you slog through the most cardboard, basic, Mm. rigid, unpleasant, like boring white bread version of Star Wars ever. Which yeah. is most of Star Wars, if I'm being honest. But like Mandalorian doesn't have a track record for that. So I think I'm willing to give this episode for that. But they make you slog through all that just to get the good stuff. But yeah, which is like it's, it's only stuff, about
0: a minute of good plot though. You don't see a lot.
1: You get a ton of lore over the course of this entire episode. Yeah, that's and true. the payoff at the end with Mando's ship is really juicy. So yeah. It's like the juice in this instance is not worth the squeeze, but I guess mm. I'm not mad that I squeeze. <laughs> Squash TV like I, <laughs> like I'm not mad that I watched the episode, right? Like I didn't finish it and go, shouldn't have watched that, waste of time. Like I didn't feel that way about it, so right. Um, but I did when you feel have to like- kind of
0: expect that with this show too, right? You have to. Understand that there are going to be some episodes that are more geared towards a younger audience, and this episode was so aimed towards the kids. You, you know, you oh, have you have you know Yoda being happened? bullied in school and having to be the new kid in class. You have the the blue alien kind of being funny later on. You you have Cara Dune being a badass woman to for all the girls to look up to. Like you have. Everything in this screams, this is the episode for kids.
1: No, no, no. You know what everything in this episode screams, Josh? Merchandising. <laughs> money is in the merchandising. We can sell a new Mandalorian ship. We can sell a new Star Cruiser or whatever they're called. That'll, what are they called? Star Destroyer. Star Destroyer. We can sell this cool tank vehicle. We can sell this little ferret. ferret thing and what we'll do with that ferret thing is we'll buy all those stupid ferret chasing a ball toys from back in the Mm -hmm. 90s and we'll just Mm -hmm. make them look like this one and write star wars on the ball and it'll be 30 dollars. so this was their pre-holiday here are all of our toy options let's see who's the most popular after this episode comes out we'll make some toys and we'll make some freaking money
0: and it's awesome you say that because i I feel like there was some references to toys in this and uh, Hasbro they like they do. They spoiled the big reveal of Moff Gideon Star Destroyer, which wasn't a huge reveal. It was a cool looking ship. It was a different looking Star Destroyer. It was much more retro. I feel like Star Wars retro as far as like oh,
1: guys, it looked like on. an
0: old clone trooper ship. No,
1: It looked, it looked like Mega Maid. From Spaceballs. Oh my like, God,
0: you're absolutely it, right. Where it was ever
1: <laughs> to fly over the camera? It was like yeah. okay, it's getting a little long now. Okay, why is it still so going? Yeah. Like yeah, and you're then, right. Like, all the different shapes on it, and then at the end, it's like also 15 jet engines. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are correct, sir.
0: Yeah, but also, but they revealed it- that on a toy, uh, like a toy mm-hmm. box earlier, and so they are definitely gearing up to do the 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 moitendizing i mean the the child toy behind me i ordered in march and it just got released and now you can buy it in stores there's all these new toys that are coming out for this so
1: so maybe you guys are well enough versed in star wars lore to answer this for me but are star destroyers meant to have like atmospheric flight as well as space flight because it seems improbable that this would be like an atmosphere oh really
0: yeah, because cause when you watch it in, like, uh, Clone Wars and stuff, you can see the Star Destroyers, like, in the atmospheres and, like, on, like, in the planets, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Rebels, they do the same thing. There's Star Destroyers oh, on the planet. Just, like,
1: yeah. Okay. They just, I've,
0: You can see them on the ground sometimes. There's some episodes where they're, like, landed on the
1: ground and... Hmm. I don't know that well is, i it's... only ask because i'm like shouldn't it not matter how many jet engines you have in space as long as you can jump to hyperspace like
0: well i feel not... like the jet engine thing is like the same as someone having a big truck <laughs> they're just they're showing what? that people who have big trucks are dicks and <laughs> em- imperial <laughs> people that have more jet engines are dicks' <laughs> it's
1: like left engine, engine.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like the equivalent to that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. he's got 15 jet engines, he must have a big one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I bet that guy's
1: dark saber is
2: huge. Is huge. Yeah. So I All actually right. have something if we could go back like 25 minutes or so. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When you were talking about uh Newman what else what other name did you have for him uh I had space John candy John space, Williams, John candy.
1: space uh, Newman and space Jonah Hill
2: space nah. jo- I actually wrote down <laughs> Bill House oh, <laughs> yeah, there you go because space Blue, Mil- that's, House. that's actually pretty good too I thought it was worth going back for that
1: and him constantly being like um I don't want to do anything that you guys want me to do. Like I just want to go back <laughs> to being in jail safely yeah. like, at whatever my job is that I got through nepotism.
0: Well, it's funny cause he like actually had a role on that planet. And then you briefly find out that he screwed over grief Carga and was on the run. And that's why there was the bounty out for him. And so now he's paying off his debt by working like, also, I don't know another another half-assed thing of like yeah. explaining this dude's backstory of no, why he's know.
1: back. Like, you I know? actually appreciate that they gave him a backstory. I'm fine with that, but like, to just like they had the funny joke the first time, right? He's like, "What if I knocked a hundred years off your sentence?" And you're like, "Oh, okay, oh that's my cool. god." But then he uses another thirty? Like, <laughs> yeah, he uses it like Scooby snacks throughout the episode. He's like, yeah. what about thirty more years. What about fifty years? What yep. if I just let you go right now?" Okay.
0: and that is that character's quest on the rpg that's the side quest when you turn into that character you go pick up years off your sentence you have to go find See, a 10-year medal this... and a 20-year medal and a
1: 30-year no. medal <laughs> that's where i put the game down because i'm like you know what at this point they're just artificially extending the playtime of this thing and i'm done with it not... this
0: is this is donkey if kong I... 64 all over again
1: if <laughs> i want If if I want my playtime artificially extended, I'll just stick to playing Destiny, which I already do. So I don't need another game or TV show that does that. Yeah. Um, I really liked when they showed like the security room of that that Imperial base. It was very 1960s aesthetic, like almost like cardboard looking window sets and like a matte painting behind a window. It was very cool, like muted colors. I really like
0: they made it look old. Yeah, for sure.
1: It looked old, yeah. Looked like uh, Return of the Jedi era Star Wars stuff.
0: Yeah, um, I, I did. I did like the the layout of the base. I didn't necessarily like the fact that they were driving the speeder up, and they're like the Mithril's like, "Where are we going?" And he's Carl's like, "The front door." And they're like, "What?" Yeah. And so it, they it go almost... to this front door that has no troopers looking at it. There's no well, little the ball the that comes out that goes, because
1: Ukala. the controls are melted. Oh. The so they haven't been, it's fallen into disuse, Josh, obviously. He said, how and, that, he
0: and that dumbass blue guy could break into it. You're
1: telling me he that... couldn't. He didn't break in. They got the thing off the guy that fell down. Like he was, she. he's standing there trying to cut it. And she's like, what is taking so long? And he's like, because this is a bad tool and a very difficult door. Okay, I must, have, I must have. I must
0: have not paid attention to that. I was. I was too. I was, <laughs> I was too taken aback by the like. Let's go to the front door. Oh, Mando says, "I'll be right back." And then right. all of a sudden, like you said, you called it with the stormtrooper falling. I also had that same. Like as soon yeah. as he flies up, I'm like, "Oh, okay, someone's that gonna fall down." Happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, then you hear the screaming from the top. You know, getting
1: quiet getting louder 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 but it was I mean the whole the whole scene there on the base right was clearly meant to be like here's the here's this show's version of a death star a daring death star rescue right like yeah they gotta walk around this very narrow walkway yeah Um, I wrote down as soon as they showed all the
2: lava that was powering the base I just wrote is Anakin down there (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody think that looked very similar to A New Hope when they were walking around, when they were, like, in the Star Destroyer or wherever it was, like, kind of the end of A New Hope? Yep. It was like, they had that console sitting on a
1: triangular, like, circular thing, and they made Mm -hmm. him walk around that very narrow walkway the same way, and then... It was weird, though, that they would give, like, that almost prestigious act of like pressing the imperial buttons on the other side of the console that kenobi did in the first movie it would just give it to like space newman uh, <laughs> and, uh, to, to, to fiddle with and potentially screw up Like but, but yeah it was i think it was definitely shot on purpose that way uh yeah i agree you, you're you're definitely right like it's it's meant to be a love letter to that scene
0: there was there was a, g- a good amount of callbacks i feel like to like you said with, with the backdrops and the way the base looked. Yeah. With um oh man, the the Kenobi, th- yeah, him uh, turning down the controls to blow
1: up the base. I don't know. Well, and how the console is like sort of difficult to get to, but not like dangerous to get to. Man. Like that's at an awkward angle, like just out of where you could land your foot if you reached far. But it's not like bad, but like and-
0: And this is another scene where Carl Weathers, you're like, dude, shut up, because he's just like, hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry! Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I don't
1: care about those characters. Like, I like Carl Weathers, the actor, a lot. I don't care about
2: the characters. Um,
0: And I don't care about uh, Grief Karga, the good guy. I care about Grief Karga, the puck-giving, bounty-serving, like, underlord you know I don't I don't, I don't I don't give a shit about, the, about the, the one that wants to blow up an imperial base or whatever like no dude right and give, give thing, me some bounties like,
1: well and you can't have I mean I guess you can but like you shouldn't just tell the same story every time in Star Wars that's why people were sick of the new trilogy like you're just doing that again and yeah like I said up to this point Mandalorian has avoided a lot of those pitfalls so I'm I'm willing to look past it as a casual fan of this episode because I don't ruined and i don't think it's gonna be ruined or anything like that it was just sort of a misstep um i do have a question about stormtrooper training um when they're trained to guard like junctions in hallways (laughs) are they told like a juncture in a hallway means there is more than one direction that people could be (laughs) accessed from so you should not stand next to each other facing the same direction with your back turned to the (laughs) other three directions like if you could stand with your back to, the, to one of the corners and still see every direction and be lazy, right? So, like, why do the Stormtroopers specifically only guard one direction of a four-way hallway with their backs? It's just one of those things where it's like,
2: all right, I'm not supposed to notice that because I'm supposed Sorry. to be 12. <laughs> I had similar thoughts regarding that same scene. The Mandalorian uh, Din Djarin, he was preventing his guys from going in that direction. He wanted to not go that way. Why does he ever avoid a fight? Right. Why does he ever avoid a fight? Like sometimes he's avoiding fights. Sometimes he's getting blaster shots, and it means absolutely nothing to him. Sometimes he's charging headlong into ten stormtroopers, and they have like heavy artillery, and he's throwing these thermal detonators at him. Yeah. And 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 he just stands up afterwards, and he has to like stumble a little bit, and all of a sudden, but in this one. Are really we ever avoiding a fight.
1: Yeah, and this one he's like, oh, three guys. Wait.
2: Let's go a different way.
1: We can't do this. Three guys. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: it's way too many. Of- and You're they're
1: insane. stormtroopers. What are you like this episode? Here's the thing. You're- Ricky, 100% right directly into my next point, which is even in this episode, they go to the trouble to establish that stormtroopers are not a threat which is like yeah why would you do that with your main like pro- antagonistic force like why would you specifically go most of these guys are incompetent like we're going to literally show some of them crashing just leaving the base like they didn't <laughs> even get down the hill
0: <laughs> yeah in my in my like, notes i have stormtroopers being stormtroopers they really remind me of the who were the the people in power rangers
1: Putties. putty patrol. Yeah,
0: the yeah. stormtroopers <laughs> storm are the putty patrol <laughs> of Star Wars. But like,
1: but like, what purpose does it serve to constantly undermine the tension of your most prevalent antagonistic force?
2: Like, I just don't...
1: I guess it's so that when they show him off Gideon, you're like, oh no, he's something to worry about. But, I don't know, as a casual fan, I'm like, why are they just admitting that most of these guys suck? But Maybe it's, to, maybe it's because um, it's an RPG, right? And well, the first level enemy that you fight is the really crappy skeleton, who is a stormtrooper. <laughs> then you upgrade to speeder skeletons, which are really crappy. But then when you get to flying skeletons, which are TIE fighters, those things are really loud and scary, and they're coming after you. And like even I knew once the TIE fighters came out, I was like, okay, now there are stakes. Um Although I don't care because I don't care if Grief Karga and Cara Dune die or Space Newman. Like all three of those characters could die, and I would not care at all. Like, it, and and the story wouldn't change at all. So that's right. kind of a problem for me. <laughs> right. You know,
0: I I think it they were emphasizing the point of what Gideon was making at the end of this episode, what they kind of showed him um, doing. Snoke. Um, Well, no, that's that's different. I don't know. It's the the dark. Oh man, we're getting so far ahead in this. Uh, Are we though? Like um, nothing else happens in this episode. You're right. Until the end, I know. (laughs) Uh, Dark troopers. Oh my god. Every time I say something around you, every time I say something around you that I think is like, oh yeah, this is this is the name, and then I say it out loud, and I'm like. Oh, my God, it sounds so stupid.
1: <laughs> but
0: like every time, like even earlier today, the, the Aqualish thing. And I said, I was like, oh, they're Aqualish. And I look up and I look at you and I was like, oh, yeah, that was really stupid. <laughs> like, but I... So Dark Troopers is but what. I, but how did you
1: forget that name Dark Trooper? Because that's like. <laughs> I. I.
0: I don't know. All right. Maybe death trooper Dart. <sighs> uh,
1: the anyway. effort that this writing team goes to man is just,
0: but it's not them. They're pulling from other media I, that shit. from other star Wars media, you know, they're
1: I know, but come on. They <sighs> could
0: rename it, oh, but
1: yeah, don't give me that shit. Cause Disney specifically said none of this is canon anymore. So what they have the yeah. opportunity to do is go, okay, I'm it's, taking this, this I'm changing it. the name and I'm going to make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> isn't it kind of star wars mo though
1: it is i got so excited about that that i dropped my notes it, so. oh, God. <laughs>
0: uh, i did like how on our way into the base uh blue man says well marauder you know how much we could get on the black market for that it's, it's kind of a shout out to the actual toy of that ship because they came out with the Stormtrooper uh, carrier van, I guess, is what I would call it. Stormtrooper Marauder. But uh, they came out with that back in the 70s, but it was never in any films or anything. And so it's gotcha. it ended up being worth a lot of money. And people that have it so, now kind of can, you know, if they want to sell it, it's worth a lot of money. So I thought that was kind of a cool callback to the fact that, I like that. not only is that old in the universe, but it's also like... Old for fans and stuff, and people who remember, get... they know. Um, um I do not we like. About? Well, I Go wanted ahead. I wanted to get into while they're on the base. The Kara, grief, and and Mithril are the worst three characters together. I just wanted to like further your point of not caring yeah. about them. Believe not me. only are they kind of pointless, except for for grief. Like he could come in to play a little bit more he could be a mole for the empire i kind of think he is a mole for the empire that he's working for moff gideon and that he's gonna that, especially end since
1: up... the mechanic was in his employ
0: right right i i just i really think something's up with him that that we don't know about
1: um because otherwise we don't need that character
0: at all right right and yeah karen mithril are expendable but they're also awkward together i don't i don't I don't feel like they need to ever have another episode where they're they, all three in the same. Yeah.
1: Carl, yeah. Carl is not in a lot of stuff anymore and, and I love him, but there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. I don't think I'm not a hundred percent that the actress who plays Cara Dune has been in a lot of other stuff. And Horatio Sands is like there to be a funny guy. So right. there's no tension with those characters. They have no relationship to each other. Like the only right. reason that those that grief carga and Cara Dune are together is because we're told that they're together. Like, right? They're like, look, here they are. And we're like, okay, sweet. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess that it works. Like, I'm not against it.
2: It's just like it's not organic either. So, right. I remember that they had really shitty banter when they were fighting against the stormtroopers or whatever. Like it was like a really sarcastic, like you got to cover me while she was running away. And like, I'm we're trapped. You don't
1: say like it was, like, yeah. hey. yeah, like, it was uh, really um,
2: bad, awkward. It was just it was supposed to be banter she, work.
1: She stumbled all over that. Um, what are you waiting for an invitation? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. honey, there's you want to put a pause right there. Like, what are you waiting for? An invitation? Like, yeah. Come on, <sighs> this is this is basics. St- and again, I'm not here to say that I would do a better job because I probably wouldn't. But it was not. Great. But they could have <laughs>
0: taken more than one shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Just I feel do, like this was... many takes is takes. Yeah, do a lot of takes. Like she's probably not that busy,
0: <laughs> right? And maybe that's what what this is about. Because I feel like it was a little rushed. I feel like this episode was kind of rushed as far as. How yeah. they put it together, how they filmed it, all that stuff,
1: or, or something. Um, um, so let's but, let's talk about the.
0: I was gonna say the, the meat character. the meat and fucking potatoes of this story is right about where right about where we're at where they get to yeah. um, the control panel. I guess or first of all, were not... what were those Imperials doing with the? Was it a switchboard? Was it uh, It looked like a tablet. Kind of, and he's just like banging on it, and then they're like, "Fuck it, just break it all!" Oh, and they like, just destroy the whole thing.
1: Trying to, uh, because the Imperials don't have a great track record with like file security and industrial espionage. They're like, "You're right. We, you know what? Let's just destroy things instead of hope that somebody deleted it correctly or password protected at this time. Like, we'll just." destroy stuff and rebuild it because every time we don't the rebels are like oh hey here's the exact plans for that thing so they're like mm, no just break it but yeah the character and the hologram right that they see that gives it, like the expedition the exposition of this episode he's from the first season he's like a reluctantly evil doctor like he enjoys being <laughs> evil but also knows that it's wrong like, I can't figure out the tone on that guy he's like reluctantly I had to do this terrible thing that I love like, yeah. I you're so confusing you're- man yeah like are you evil or are you being made to act evil like I mean, yeah I don't that character is confusing but I like his cool glasses
2: <laughs> yeah
0: the uh, this is where they introduced the it looked like a Snoke clone did you guys get that vibe that it was yeah, a snow clone?
1: Um, but Josh, you may have noticed that that character said "M count." And I uh, attempt- that's in my notes. I'm going to attempt to show you my notes. I don't know if this is gonna work, but just. Oh man! It's like I'm never gonna let Josh. Live this down. Like they're doubling down. They're like, nope, it's metaclorians. That's what it is. It's always been Metaclorians.
0: Me, I'll uh I'll double you on that here. Cause if you can see uh let's see if you can see my notes. Nope. Uh, you can't see it, but it says nope. M count and roly eyes, a bunch of roly yeah. face eyes. Like Yeah.
1: Yeah. I... There was yeah. Even the show knows Whatever. that word in the show, right? The show's like, do Whatever. not say midichlorian. You can say something that refers to that, but you cannot say that word. <laughs> what? Because the, like, M- the word midichlorian? Yes. It just seems like they don't want people to say it in Star Wars because Star Wars fans were notoriously like, that's the dumbest thing ever.
2: And I can't say I disagree. <laughs> okay, it, I got gotcha. you. So like, they don't it, want to talk about magic cells in your body that make you a space wizard,
1: right? <laughs> yes, because You're your space wizard. That it, it's it's because they're tra- it's it feels like they're trying to give some sort of science to the magic, which is like you don't need that, dude. Like, well, okay. specifically don't need that. It's it's space magic is fine. It functions fine as space magic. There doesn't need to be, and it also takes away from um people just working hard to be special right because now luke skywalker didn't just work hard to be special he just had good genes so it's like right. okay now this is a shitty story <laughs> like if i feel like that's well yeah, maybe the, I, I feel like that might be where some star wars fans are coming from when they're like i hate metichlorians why did we do this there's no reason this
0: is this is where it gets kind of the 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 waters get a little muddy because it seems like they're trying to incorporate Mandalorian with the sequel trilogy. They're right. trying to bring the this is like the prequel 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 to Episode Seven and Snoke right. and all of that. Like this is, you know, they're they're experimenting on. Um, Many people with mini chlorians or or aliens with mini chlorians to see if they can make a clone to see if they can then transfer the essence of the empire that is probably in some jar somewhere in Moff Gideon's like medicine
1: cabinet. So to um, me, is it's and maybe this is obvious and it's been stated and I wasn't paying attention, but is it is it um, that Snoke is a failed Palpatine clone? It seems
0: to be that way.
1: Because um, the guys in the soup looked a lot like Snow, Like, they oh, were very crumbly and not well-formed.
0: I want fishy. to, th- this is, this all, to me, what I'm about to do all but confirms that this is the beginning stages of Snoke. Um, so I'm just going to play a little excerpt from season from episode four here. And you got to listen carefully to the music in the background. I'm going to turn it up a little bit so you can hear the music in the background, but just, just listen, listen carefully here. If if it'll work. Eh. What the? I thought you said this was a
2: forward operating base. I thought it was no this isn't a military operation this is a lab we need to get into the system and figure out what's going on
1: what about the react? do it
0: so you hear you hear the music in, in the background right you mm-hmm. hear the the voices and stuff like that so if you look up if you listen to snoke's actual theme is pretty good. very very identical yeah to to what's in Mandalorian
1: behind when they're yeah yeah so to, to me it feels that, pretty clear because they were like here's a crumbly guy with partially caved in body he's sitting in a clone tank he's right bigger than normal um right. barely. um but yeah I, I think it's definitely it was interesting that in a single episode um filled with characters nobody cares about that they would choose that episode to go I'm going to reach simultaneously to the sequel trilogy and back to the prequel trilogy by saying this is probably Snoke and also because of Metachlorians right so, they cool tied a lot of do. stuff
0: They it was like a yeah. full circle thing in this episode in, yeah, in a matter of like saying. a minute
1: yeah that's what I was saying earlier like great lore episode great story dump yeah. not a great episode
0: <laughs> right, great idea, poor execution. I feel like, and that's where it of- kind of. Why would you give Carl Weathers this episode? Like, I feel like this episode has so much depth to it that could have been explored a little bit more, and just maybe, maybe caught my attention a little bit more. Could
1: be, and
0: so I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just. I don't know complaining to complain but i just feel like it was very new it was a very like i said amateur kind of episode a rookie episode i guess it
1: felt very tv and not very streaming service Um, yeah but (laughs) so they get out of this base they get the lord dump they escape from this base they're running away here's a couple of questions i have about them running away so when he's in that gunner seat right and he's turned around and he's he's firing the gun why is it that the aiming computer is like this far away from his face, but behind the aiming computer is just an open window. So like, (laughs) you don't need an. And they established that specifically because later when the thing crashes, he has to jump so that he doesn't get killed by falling debris. Right. So like, what are you using the aiming computer for? Use the the window that is open in front of you to look at the thing and shoot it. Like, what? Yeah, d- d- I, I hate I ask, Star Wars I ask about that, Josh. I ask about that because it's also shown specifically that the TIE Fighters lock on and then miss three or four shots. <laughs> it's like beep, 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 beep. miss, 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 miss. Like, what, the, what is the lock
2: for?
0: Well, sorry, Ricky, what were you saying?
1: They're
2: evading.
0: I was just going to say, take <laughs> evasive. Carl <laughs> Weather said take evasive, so caradoon was taking evasive and right but that's obviously... obviously what
2: the
1: computer is for because if they were just going in a straight line you would just shoot them if they're taking evasive maneuvers that's what you use a tracking computer for to lock on which Hi, by lock-
0: not not all computers are as smart as you think they are okay some of them computers be just as dumb so so
1: it's not a computer it's just like a digital representation of a picture it's just a photograph of the outside. It's not even a it's not even a computer. It's a viewfinder. He's looking he's looking through the viewfinder on his camera phone out a window. Like yeah. that's why he couldn't that's why he couldn't hit anything is because there was a little bit of delay on his camera phone. So that's his own damn fault.
0: I hated that too, because he he it seemed like he was locking onto the TIE fighters, but he kept shooting at the cliffs. I was like, are you trying to get the debris to hit the TIE fighters or what's going on here?
1: Had they just had him go, I'm just trying to get him scuttled with rocks, you know, that it would be like, oh, okay," you know, or had him be like, had him say that, but show that it's like, no, his eyesight's going because he's getting old and it's hard for him to admit that.
0: You could have even had the blue guy in there Who's blind in the left eye still Who could be like I can't see the ships very well Because I'm still blind in my left eye That would have made so much more sense Than having Carl Weathers be like I'm just a bad shot
1: Or like maybe Cara Dune Who's a trained military gunner Could (laughs) take up the gunner seat Like when he turned around And he's like you want to come back here and try this Why wasn't she like yes that was my job In the military (laughs) Yeah, come switch.
2: They could have shot through all the giant open windows. Also,
1: that's true. Yeah, there's. It's a poorly designed tank. Like you don't want to transport anything important in that tank because it's full of windows. Like,
0: are you being IG Eleven right now? I feel like (laughs) I feel like that would be a perfect droid to have in that ship.
1: (laughs) It was just. Oh yeah, exactly. But it was like it was just. Yeah. I get it. Right. Like there's stuff about it that could have been really cool. They just, they screwed it up and, or, or maybe they didn't I screw do, it up. They just they didn't put enough something to it. There's something to it. They didn't.
0: I'll agree with that that, that, that the whole ship was shitty, but I did like the speeder chase of that episode of, of the episode. Speeders have always been kind of my favorite thing of star Wars since I was a kid. Like, Jedi was always one of my favorite movies, and it was because of that speeder chase, the noises that the speeders made, like just, right. and then hearing that in this episode really brought back a lot of nostalgia. And so I think just, just that particular part of the scene where the speeder bikes are behind them and they're trying to shoot those guys, and then, you know, the stormtroopers were a little more um, w- innovative in this one because they. You know, they were like, oh, we're getting shot. Let's speed ahead a little bit. And then I'm going to jump on the tank and try and throw a grenade in there. And like it, it was a pretty cool scene up until after that. Pretty much when the TIE fighters came in, that's when it started to slip. When, when he's like, yeah, take evasive and I'm just going to shoot the cliffs. And then, yeah, it, uh, it feels uh, like
1: they should have. And OK, so I will say when the Mando, you know, at the end of that chase, the chase ends well, and then the rest of the episode is pretty right?
0: Yeah, oh, I hang on. Before we, I just want to say, in my notes, I have take evasive, I got this. You clearly don't got this. What are you even shooting at, Carl? At first, thought he was trying to hit the ties with the falling rocks. Like, (laughs) yeah. Why is he just
1: lying to these people? Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. Here's, and like I said, the payoff, you know, where the Mando shows up is really cool. That's really good. They should have just done it, like, two and a half, three or four minutes earlier. Like, mm-hmm. just cut that chase short a little bit. And you know what? Well, maybe maybe just here's how they fix it. Don't show the guys who crash because they were leaving. Um, don't show, like, them whittling them down and chasing them and getting ahead of them and climbing on top of the thing. Just show them getting chased. For a little bit by speeder bikes, then have the ties come out, then have Mando show up. Like you yeah. could cut that chase down way, way short. Or they the or
0: line. they could have substituted that stuff you were talking about with more Mando versus the TIE fighters in the canyon, like flying right. around a little bit more, doing um, a little more I still, of that.
1: I probably would have complained though, even with
0: there that, was too was, much. Like,
1: no, because it's get out of the canyons. Why is it always a canyon? <laughs> it's always a canyon. You're every right. Every planet in this Star Wars universe has canyons designed for ship dogfights. I don't understand. Yeah. But anyways, I the did like this ship showed up beautiful.
0: Yeah, As and and this was this episode's uh, ex machina because uh, apparently every episode's gonna have an ex machina. Yep. I don't I don't know if you've noticed that. Episode three had like two or three Max Machinas like with the with the bounty hunters. But this one was a little bit better because it was Mando showing up to save the day instead of someone showing up to save him. Um, And I loved I loved how he flies in and you see him and he looks at the child and he's like, hang on, kid. And that's when you see like the kid eating the blue milk wafers and yeah he's so, just and that's this he's like in a roller coaster because they're flying all crazy and he's just got his hands up and he's like and having a good time like
1: so for me this is where the episode like this is what made the episode the payoff mad about it right yeah mad because this was in it um the first shot where he looks through in the monocular or whatever it is at mando's ship it's like this little flitting bird in the distance oh yeah Beautiful. And I will point out, Ricky, I think in these this series of shots here, this is where the Razor Crest looks the most like Serenity that it has the entire series. It's got yeah. the angles. It's got the speed. It's got like that short zoom feel to it, you know, where it's like this was shot on a on a video camera or something. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it's just do you have do you have anything queued up, Josh? Did we get a sound queued up for a shot of the show? Because my shot of the show is coming right up here.
0: <laughs> um, no, but I could really quick. That's I mean, okay. do you do you know where it's at in the show? Or are you just oh, talking- I was
1: just oh. gonna say play a sh- play that Han Solo blaster sound like? Playing.
0: Oh my goodness! No, I don't have that queued up at all. I totally forgot. All right, well, uh, but I can awesome. get it. I can get Wait.
1: it. Yeah, pre- pretend that you like. Ka-plang. Like you heard a Han Solo blaster shot. Well, I know that's not how it sounds, but I don't care. First, I mean, My... we, gotta,
0: we, we talked about it briefly last week. We talked about doing this, uh, sound of the, or what shot of the week is what you said. Shot of the show. And shot of the show. Okay. So, shot of the show then. Um,
1: so do you well, okay. So, for me, it I really thought it was going to be when he. Does this, uh, he pulls straight up behind the TIE fighter and shoots the guy vertically from behind. And then he stalls it, and you think he's going to start dropping back down backwards, but instead mm. he turns it around Flips and it. drives. And yeah. I thought that that was going to be my shot of the show. It was not. My shot of the show happens two or three shots later when he's doing the corkscrew of death into the other TIE fighter that's flying straight at him. And oh, yeah. Shot way out. And it's almost in slow motion. And he just, like, it shows his emotionless helmet face. And he's like, and trigger, 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 trigger. And I'm a happy boy. Everybody goes home. Right. It's just beautiful shot, very wide, the two ships, opposite corners of the screen, almost like uh, the hands on on the creation painting, right? Like, they're almost <laughs> touched right in the middle as they exploded. It was beautiful. That was my shot of
0: the show first. And that's Jesse's shot of the show.
1: <laughs> there we go. Thank you. How about that? that makes me really
0: happy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. It means a lot. Uh, um, yeah, I I did. You're right. The whole last scene was definitely a good payoff. And I, I would say even from when Mando comes in and starts so so, I just started blasting right when he comes in and starts this. blasting, and from then on to the very end of the episode is pretty much why this episode existed. Was why it works? Yep. Why the the ship, and then going back to Moff Gideon, seeing um them talk about the tracker, them mm-hmm. talking about the new era, which is interesting to me because that's a book thing. Um, that was. In the Aftermath series, they kept talking about the new era. And so um, it's it's cool to see them incorporate that. Um, but what was I going to say here? Uh, oh, yeah. This is where you find out Red Alien is evil Red Alien because he puts the tracker on the ship. Right. Now, the thing that I'm most curious about is they want the child to take his M count from his blood, right? But what they were saying is that these clones are not reacting to the child's blood. It's not reacting properly or, and that they Yeah. They're dying. So, now they're on this hunt for the child, but conveniently enough, Mandalorian is on his way to Ahsoka who just so happens to be a humanoid like creature that also has an M count, if you will. So
1: now, I see where you're going and I like it, but I was under the impression, just to clarify, I was under the impression that it wasn't that the blood wasn't working because there was something wrong with it. It was that he couldn't get enough without killing the child because it was too young.
0: So and ma- maybe, like, that's, maybe that's what it was. That they didn't have enough and that it wasn't uh, reacting because it, there wasn't enough.
1: Right. So in theory, if he finds an older Jedi a la Socatano, mm-hmm. then he could probably get more blood out of one of those without um, killing them. I recently watched The Rise of Skywalker, by the way. Um, that where's was my a movie. Where's but my clap thing? It makes Jeez. it seem like, <laughs> It makes it seem like I don't have to worry if anybody gets killed in Star Wars ever again. Uh... <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe I took the wrong message from that movie.
0: <laughs> hey man, Ahsoka was thought to be dead in Rebels too, so yeah, they they I'm sure she was. They tentatively killed her off in season two of Rebels, and then brought her back in season four via time travel. But really that's
1: strange. that's the um, Tasha Yar of the Star Wars universe, where she's like, I don't want to be in this anymore, except for like every once in a while for the rest of my career
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um but yeah where i was going with that is i think they're gonna get to ahsoka they're gonna have their meeting like you know the next episode will probably be them meeting up with each other because what is it episode five of eight so after this there's three more to go so you meet with ahsoka or you know, it's probably him searching for Ahsoka in this next episode and she shows up at the very end and they finally meet at the very end. So then episode six will be Ahsoka and him going on their little side quest adventure. And then episode seven, Moff Gideon shows up and then there'll be some sort of battle between um, Ahsoka and Moff Gideon where Ahsoka will see the dark saber and then that's, she's going to bring in it. There's a whole, there's a whole bunch of stuff that could happen right now, but to stay a little bit more on track, I think that Moff Gideon's going to see Ahsoka and then start his hunt for her instead, because oh, gotcha. there's going to be more. She has more blood to use for his she's better- clones.
1: She's a better source. Correct. Um, so Star Wars continues its uh, affection for blue fluid by having the child throw up his Neko wafers. which I Yes,
0: was pretty cool. yes, that was um, adorable.
1: <laughs> one thing that I noticed in this episode that I probably noticed before and just didn't write down, um, this series makes really, really amazingly good use of one piece of music, and that's the theme, right? Well, this they keep changing it that,
0: around and making right. it different they according have, to where like, they're at.
1: Yeah, there's like five or six variations on that theme in this episode, Rock. and they're
2: all <laughs> 30 Rock Curb Your Enthusiasm There's a couple other shows that are really known for doing that Take I mean the, the theme
1: tune and just like, re, like reorganize it or like change it
2: the They theme. reorganize it, they make it slower exactly. uh, mm-hmm. Just repurpose it and they work it in
1: Yeah, yeah they, do, they do an amazing job with this like when it was like the creepy version where they were you know trying to like sneak around and figure stuff out that was really well done um it's 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 really impressive to me actually just that they would be able to get that much versatility out of one piece um and then of course you know after it all goes down and we see mando's cool new ship which is very cool um the two (laughs) cara dune and grief kaga are like hey do you want to hang out and mando's like no No. I'm gonna I don't even like even I am bored of you (laughs) so I'm out and I was like I'm so thankful that he did not stay for another episode because I would have been upset I honestly would have been upset and been like I'm gonna wait until Josh tells me if the next episode is any good before I watch it usually I just watch it because I know that (laughs) we're gonna talk about it but like if, if there's a bad one at some point I'm gonna like I'm gonna get partway through turn it off and then do the podcast with you like in that state, like having stopped parking through and I'd be very upset. but oh God that that, that didn't happen. so
0: <laughs> Well, that's good because I don't I don't think that we're gonna see them again until maybe maybe the last episode, maybe. but I yeah. really doubt it and and I think the the only reason we'd see and, and I'm picking grief Karga as the one we'll see because I still think he's working for Gideon. I still think yeah. he's kind of a spy for him. So I think well, he'll come he, back in that way.
1: You probably don't just get an episode directing job and credit if they're like, all right, so yeah, we'll let you do that. Peace. Even though it's, it's your last interaction with the series. Yeah, I'm
2: yeah. sure.
0: And then it, and then it just to kind of drive my, my point home of Moff Gideon working for someone else. Like you got Karga who has his little mechanic. Who works? You know, mechanic works for Carga. Carga works for Gideon, and I still think Gideon works for somebody else. It might not necessarily be Thrawn, but I think especially after (sighs) we meet Ahsoka, and Ahsoka inevitably has her Ex Machina moment to save the Mandalorian from getting his head cut off by the dark saber. That's when Moff Gideon gets defeated by Ahsoka. They, you know. I I would even I would even almost bet a, uh that someone gets their a limb cut off. Moff Gideon maybe gets his hand cut off, right? But will
1: so you then replace he replace it with a mechanical hand. That's the question. Probably, we'll but next week. but I think that
0: they're going to bring Gideon down to a point he's going to get defeated by Ahsoka but right. still need to get Ahsoka and he's going to get to this point where he has to contact his boss and his boss is going to pull the Thanos move and be like you know what I'll just do it myself yeah. and come out of the shadows and like take over and you know then Gideon will kind of take that side roll and and we'll get the real big bad to come out it's just setting up a little too easily and if this episode is any indication of how predictable the Mandalorian can be because the episode pretty predictable as far mm-hmm. as Goes, um, then I would I would almost eighty five percent think that, well, that, that that's what we're gonna start seeing.
1: That's a good percentage, and you know what? It's way higher than the percentage I gave to this episode as my rating. I gave this episode a five out of ten, and to me, that's still an F, but it's a high F, and it it's not an unwatchable F. Um, but it's it's not great. I would say yeah. I probably think uh, this is the weakest episode I've seen in this entire series. Like both seasons. Um, yeah. Which sucks because the last Kira the first Kira episode of the of the first season was great. It was a really yep. really good episode. It had like that uh, Kurosawa Seven Samurai style vibe almost. Yeah. And it was just it was you know this one is like a shitty heist episode of a shitty heist tv show <laughs> like, i don't know but and it wasn't they didn't even, even a... steal anything <laughs> like,
0: yeah they just i don't know
1: to be in their base like
0: they didn't blow it up diary. yeah
1: well they
0: and they they brought more attention to them as well by the republic because you had x-wings there later that were asking Way questions later. snooping yeah. around about it and the guy even said you know i i something's going on out here and we're going to figure out what it is.
1: Um, Yeah, which it seems like it's an interesting choice to not go, you know what, you guys seem like you're mostly just against the Empire, so here's the information I have. Let's be against the Empire together. It's more like, no, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to help anybody. Even if it kills us, I don't care. Like, why wouldn't everybody just work together against the Empire? Hasn't that been shown to work? (laughs) Yeah, because
0: everyone's got to have a chip on their shoulder, you know?
1: I guess. A, a but, space chip.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ricky, what would you rate this episode?
2: I would probably give it 70%. 7 out of 10. Okay. Really? It, it wasn't awful. It was definitely worth watching. Mandalorian isn't a bad show, but it yeah. definitely false. Yeah, I can see that.
0: It's a it's a very feloniesque episode as far as like cuz there's a ton of these and rebels and clone wars and all that stuff that just the what would the you, junk what episode what would think, a little bit of story. You That'd know, originally Do you
1: have a higher or lower score than me being somebody who cares more about like the property as a whole.
0: Well, originally I had this episode rated at a 7 out of 10. Uh 70%, but as the day has gone on, because I watched this episode when it first came out last night and then this morning, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting getting ready and stuff. So, the, as the day went on and the more I talked about it with other people, um, I would probably drop it to a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Um, It just wasn't... I wasn't interested. I didn't care. Yeah. Uh, I could have skipped... It's uh, what 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 is a good another good episode? I I think the I know a lot of people like it from season one, but the prison episode with Bill Burr, I skip that one every time. I skip it every time. It's just, uh, meh.
1: It's fluff, but it's fun fluff. Like, Eh.
0: it's but I don't care.
1: It's a reversal of the trapped with the killer thing like-
0: yeah i w- i really want a bilber action figure f- with the little gun that pops out of his back i really want that action figure don't get me wrong i liked his character i hated that part of the story though i think this right. is that episode of this season that once i go watch it again i'll just i'll be like oh right this one let's that's fast forward and-
1: that's surprising though because like to me that episode at least has more fun in it than this episode no, I don't care about any of the characters in it, but there's stuff happening that's like, oh, that was cool. Um, yeah. This character, like I said, even at the end, Mandalorian is like, I don't even I don't care, care about these characters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm out. This is, yeah. this is... I thought Tatooine was the worst planet. It turns out Dave Navarro is the worst planet. because like, <laughs> guys, I don't want the other planet.
0: <laughs> yeah, and even the speeder taste, like I said, that is one of my favorite things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of all Star Wars is the speeders. Love that stuff, but even, even that, that I don't save it for you. Huh? I don't. I don't think that would. And it's all because of that stormtroopers being stormtroopers bullshit, and and hitting each other and blowing up. Like, give me a break, really.
1: Yeah, like come at some, on. Like at some point, right? Like you have to make if the series if a property is going to make fun of itself, it has to do it in the right way. Which is interesting yeah. because I feel like they did it in the right way in this episode when they went, you know, oh, you know how much we get for this. Thing that used to be a toy on the black market, like that's an excellent reference.
0: That's, right,
1: like, really well done, and it's poking fun at the fans without being a dick to the fans. It's it's and just then,
0: subtle enough to work. Yeah, where the other things are just like, hey, you remember how stormtroopers suck?
1: There you right. go. Like I was like I expect to see that in like a animated comedy version of Star Wars, which I would be okay with. um
0: Well, I just, this episode. I just sent you that picture this I again I feel like this this one was so half-assed because even that the picture the there's a still of grief and Kara shooting their guns and there's like a stage man behind them he's in his like t-shirt and shorts and he's got a watch on like he's it's just he's watching like them push. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you gonna let that slip that's some Lord of the Rings bullshit right there like that's some I'm amateur thinking.
1: hour stuff you're thinking Game of Thrones, but yeah.
0: No, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings in uh, Fellowship of the Ring when they're walking through the cornfields and you see the car drive by in the background. Yeah, you know what? thinking of that.
1: You know what? You cut Lord of the Rings some slack. That was a movie that was made in a physical location with thousands of extras. Game of Thrones was shit. Yes. Because they had thousands eight of people extras. on screen. Yes. They had eight Tons people on editors screen editors they had... Well. How
2: they did that had, get- had-
1: and they had plastic bottles in it because there was one thousand hours of footage for Lord of the Rings. Josh, like, yeah, but you didn't you didn't sit to, down for so many editors because it took everybody that had ever got an editing degree to edit that movie because there was so much footage.
0: You didn't my sit point down is, before you released that uh, movie and go, man, maybe there's something different. Maybe Boromir should have is, three arrows there instead of two because he got shot three times. Maybe we should take the car out of the back.
1: Come my on. My point is. My point is, in Lord of the Rings, there are a lot more variables when you're shooting outside with a thousand people that you have to take into account. Sure, right? There's sure, stuff sure, to control.
2: Sure, the
1: Mandalorian sure. is shot on a soundstage in front of a LED screen with ten people at a time. So there's we got a Peter no Jack excuse apologist over here. There just is no excuse. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't blame. <laughs> no, you. I I'm not, I'm not saying having that in the movie is excusable. I'm saying it's more understandable than having it in a TV show. That has one main character. Like, well, and
0: just like Game of Thrones, I bet that gets taken out immediately by in the next couple of days. I bet they edit out that person in the show. Like, we could probably go back and watch it tomorrow and it's going to be edited out of there. Just a like good Game thing of you've Thrones. Got a screenshot. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad I got that screenshot. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. I, again, I, I feel like it was a little little amateur a little half-ass it was like oh this is the middle of the season who's the new director that we could just kind of throw a bone carl here you go good luck
1: yeah i don't
2: know
0: Do this cool. show this is like the episode of
1: star trek stuff but it's not always working out <laughs>
0: this is like the episode that dave filoni took off and it even shows that when the rebels or when the republic is on the planet later you don't see dave filoni he was off that day so oh, yeah. He took off with helping direct as well, not not just being an actor, but he just wasn't there that day.
1: It was also like, hey, if you work in quality control at Disney, take the day off. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah,
0: yeah. So you let's you see. Want. So Jesse, you said a what a five, five out of ten.
1: Yeah, give it a five.
0: Yeah. Okay, and Ricky, you gave it a seven. I gave it a six point five. So we're on at about a. 6.5 average, Six. I would say 6.3, something like that, um, which which makes sense. Um, did you guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about with this episode?
2: I what? invented something last night while I was watching this episode. <laughs> uh, I've, oh, I so I have an announcement: I've looked into it. This has not been invented yet. It's a Star Wars sleep app. <laughs> So it's like those uh, like white noise machines that uh, do rain or wind or, you know, all those different things. But it's like mm-hmm. lightsabers powering up and powering down, lightsabers whooshing around, blaster noises, speeder noises. <laughs> Josh was just saying how much he loved speeder noises.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could I fall asleep to speeder noises. You
2: would
1: not fall asleep to.
2: <laughs> now, I, I could I fall asleep could to this- the snow theme.
1: I think you can do no, it in a way that it's a sleep app. You know what I think, Ricky? What you need to do is just take a video of this episode and have it play repeatedly in the <laughs> app. And then anybody who's watching it, after like, they won't even make it the whole way, right? Because they'll be already <laughs> tired when they start watching. And then as soon as they get to the part where uh, Cara Dune shows up, they'll just fall asleep. I think about Droid noises,
2: Wookiee noises. Oh Jap, you know like you, should you should. You should sleep. <laughs> you should have.
0: Yeah. You should have Wookiees reading you books.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what we should do. Would you um like Tuscan Raider community theater? Yeah, put or it or like, it. like
0: all the different aliens reading you like yeah. the night before Christmas. You know, like, yeah. so, I'm so, so like
1: I don't right know. Here, right here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know 100% how cool you are Ricky but there is there are a lot of apps and a lot of videos um from Star Trek fans that are just the background uh ambient noise of the ship engines like a humming white noise of the ship going and you can find like 10 hour mm-hmm. loops of that on mm-hmm. YouTube if people use it for sleeping specifically I thought you were going to mention something like that like the like the slow sound of a sand crawler or like, you know, here's here's every hyperspace jump sound or something. You can you're buy like, add-ons to my app. <laughs> He's already got add-ons. <laughs> You'll see. You got, you're in the right mindset, though, because <laughs> Disney is like, how do we part this out into the most money? And how do we charge everybody that's already heard it for what for hearing it again? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I think... If you know, if you, I mean, Josh, we, we we can both do audio editing. I don't think we have
2: the rights to any of this audio. <laughs> no. no, but no. If, you know, If I was actually thinking about this, I would have to copyright the idea and sell the idea to Disney.
1: I'd Right. Think you, would be- you, you, yeah, you'd call them and say, hey, I
2: have this great idea. Uh, if you pay me, I'll tell you what
1: it is. <laughs> right. I think... I think that's how Disney does most of their merchandise. I hope so, because they do. They should all it's, it's merchandising?
0: It's it's come on,
1: right? Merchandising. merchandising. Space follows The merchandise. Uh, yeah.
0: Um. I did want to, one last thing. I wanted to say. Um. Was it, it? was really cool to see the dark troopers. Although it's a very dumb name, I know. Um. Who but I, the dark troopers in the hallway oh. that Moff Gideon was standing in. You saw those black
1: figures. Um. There it's it a callback one. to that shot was poorly constructed. Cause I really had to be like, is that, are those the shadows of the beams or are there's dudes in those alcoves? Like
0: it was terrible. It was I
1: of had a, to like,
0: I had to pause and zoom in yeah. and do all sorts of shit, but it looks to be a lot like the dark troopers, which comes from, uh, the dark forces game that came out in like 1995, right. I think on the PC. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, the, they were also in books and stuff like that. Um, these are supposedly gonna be <clears throat> a, a recreation of those um, which were basically exoskeletons for stormtroopers or clones or something okay, so I wrote so,
1: down are these like um cloned troopers that have Sith blood or something I don't
0: I don't think any of those are gonna have sith or or an m count if you will um i will not <laughs> <laughs> but i think they're gonna be either like a new new type of clone or just new type of armor for the, the stormtroopers and or death troopers from sin one because the death trooper armor comes from uh rogue one which is like 20 years prior to right. this i think 15 years maybe prior to this series. So uh you know any I feel like they would probably it's, want to upgrade It's Star
1: Wars, shit. they could say whatever they want about whatever kind of troopers they have.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. And yeah, and it's not I, you're not I, even going to name them dark troopers either. You know they're going to name them black storm troopers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, black guard or yeah. Um, <sighs> regiment
0: or something yeah the 501st it'll be the 502nd
1: the black series um oh yeah so i just i don't know it was it was it sucked but it had some fun story in it and it's okay because if there are 16 episodes of the mandalorian at the end of season two and one of them sucked i'm not gonna be that upset
2: yep
0: um, i'm uh i'm with you on that for sure because this is one of the only episodes that I, that I didn't like, but I still, I still enjoyed aspects of it. It, for was, sure.
1: it, it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred percent useless. Like, right. It still had some value. It had some
0: value. Right. Well, with all that being said, um, we had fun tonight. At least if, if we didn't have fun watching the whole episode, at least we had fun talking tonight. <laughs> um, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show and chatting. Some some Mandalorian again. Um, thank you, Ricky, Always for coming back by.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Um, thank you, the listeners, for listening. Thank the watchers for watching. Um, we do this every Friday for the Mandalorian new episodes. I do want. We're getting to the end of this season, so I want to start. Thinking of a different show that we can start reviewing every Friday because I've had a lot of fun doing this. So, if anyone has suggestions. any suggestions, yeah, yeah it's, if anyone has any suggestions, I for one have never seen Firefly. If you'd like to see my reactions to Firefly, um, I, you know, any anything like that, let us know. Hit us up, twistmodernpodcast at gmail.com Visit us on all the social medias, Facebook, all that stuff, um, and let us know what you think. If you want to join us on next week's so like Rick did today you can also send us an email and uh, I'll make sure to get you set up to be on the show. Um, thanks everyone again. We're going to be back next week um, with a God, we'll have a normal movement podcast next week and we'll have another Mandalorian show. So and then yeah Jesse do you have anything else you wanted to say?
1: Yeah, so um, if you do follow the Twist My Arm podcast feed, tomorrow, Saturday, at some point, depending on when you're listening to this Mando episode, is the first episode of Seasons Within, which is my new podcast with our friend Brianna Myers. So please, please go check that out. We've been putting a lot of love and effort into that, so we would much appreciate it. Other than that, I would say you should be watching CBS All Access instead of Disney+. And I only say that, To be contrarian, not because I think one is actually better than the other, although I obviously do think that. um, But it's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys, and I like to be a guest on the MBMT podcast, especially talking. So I will just say, until the next time that I see you guys, you have been and always shall be my friend.
0: Oh, that's that's so that's so awesome. Thank you. Um. Yep. Cool. That's uh, that's it. We're the Movement Podcast. This is the Mando Friday. My name is Josh.
1: My name is Jesse. My name is Ricky.
0: And we'll talk at you next week.